Welcome to Knights of the Video Game Table Podcast, episode 110, The King of the Nerds. We are the Knights of the Court of Queen Celeste. March 12th, 2013. Hey, welcome back to another episode of our podcast. Oh yeah! It's kind of like you kind of changed up the uh, your, what you normally say. Your I did, I did a little bit there. It was kind of cute. <laughs> oh, thank you. Just enough to you know throw in a wrench every now and then. With us this week, well, with me this week, I have Patrick. What it do? And I am your host, Jeremy. But more importantly, later in the show, we will be playing a interview that we did uh, over the weekend with Celeste Anderson from King of the Nerds, the King of the Nerd. True that. Yes, she graced us with her presence on our our um, via Skype on Saturday night, and we had a really fun conversation, both about her life and the the show in general, and obviously the the finale. So make sure you stay tuned for that. That'll be later in the show. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, pretty awesome, huh, Patrick? Oh yeah, that was that was kind of crazy. I never thought, you know. One that she would necessarily, even if she would come on, but also the fact that it ended up her being the the winner over. Uh... Yeah, I mean, we we planned. I I planned. I talked. I told her what week two, I think it was of the show, maybe week three, that uh, we'd like to have her on the show sometime. I mean, we we had no idea if she's going to be a winner. I mean, I've been pulling from. We've been pulling for her since before the show even started. But it was like it's just it's just amazing to think that that she was, she ended up being the winner. When she knew the whole time, yeah, she did know the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, other than that, no podcast news. Um, actually, no, I I do have a piece of podcast news. I haven't talked to Patrick about this, but um, Uh-oh. I don't like surprises. I know you might have seen it. I posted it on Facebook, our Facebook earlier. Uh, I'm, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I know. Sure. Yeah, uh, we've we've actually been talking about this for t- some time, but uh, I'm gonna try to put it into plan now. We're looking for people who'd like to join us in a. Uh, video game table discussion and you know round table discussion on uh, uh, Google yeah thank you Google Hangout um, and we'd like to do a test run and basically it can hold up to 10 people so and right as of right now we have at least three I'm guessing um, a few other people who I have not asked yet will want to participate so we probably have three to three to five spaces free um, if we do get enough people we can do multiple um, you know like one one this week and the, one the next week, or we can swap people out um, if they're interested in that particular conversation. And uh, basically, what it comes down to, I want to try this and see how it works, and start doing this once a month. And you know, um, and when we do this, it'll be both audio and video. You can go to YouTube and watch it, either live or pre or recorded. But we'll also have the MP3 um, downloadable on our website and iTunes. So. Yeah, if you're interested, uh, drop us a line on, well, pretty much anywhere, Twitter, Facebook, email, even our webpage, wherever you want to find it, just, you know, just say, hey, I'd love to join you guys, let me know when you're going to do it, and um, stuff like that, and I'll get back to you, and we'll get that going. But uh, most likely it will be, we'll, we'll, we're going to try to get the first one in within the next two weeks, just to give a time frame. 
Nice. All right, with that, we decided on the on the um, what's it called yet? Right? What subject? Yeah, yeah. Can. Well, uh, I have a few ideas, but I figured, you know, um, I talked to the people that are interested in doing it. Well, and... no, what you should do is just pick one yourself, and then have people discuss on it. You know, right. They're coming on to. Uh, well, I guess we can talk about it later. But I was thinking, if if they're coming on to discuss something, instead of giving them the options, just give them a topic and then let them go on it. Hey, that sounds good. That was that was another thing I was thinking. Whether because to... to me, it it it, it 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 it's more spontaneous to answers. You know what I'm saying? True. True. That is true. Well, All we'll right. talk about it more later. Yeah, we can talk about it more later. All right. Well, with that, let's move into what we've been playing. Um, and I will start as always. I uh, because of I mentioned this last podcast, I believe because of talks on a group on Facebook, uh, I put in or I put in, I started up Skyrim. Get oh, in. <laughs> and oh. I played some more Dawn Guard. Um, not really spoilers here. Uh, it has been out for a while, but this is really minor spoilers that uh, you can become a basically a vampire, but you're not a vampire like in the traditional Elder Scrolls vampire where you just get light skinned and extra powers. You actually get a full tree and you actually turn into this beast with wings and such. It's pretty crazy. Um, and I I had fun with it, but... I, I ran into a problem. I, I'm not sure. I got to look into more of uh, the weaknesses and strengths of being a vampire because whenever I go outside and it's, and the it's second sunny, game on my list is uh, uh, you know, called To the Moon in the game. It basically and says that it's my more like of a shrink. And basically, experience I'm a game than an actual as as game. you play, you have to solve puzzles. I didn't have enough. But mana. basically, it's all about the storyline. So I'm not about sure this guy that who was uh, he's basically dying. He's in bed in a game, a coma, I believe, but. He probably won't last um, more than the night, and it's your job to you go. Know, it, it, you it's work for his company if who has his played, machines. If you play Skyrim um, and have where he goes in his mind uh, and then um, uh, basically gives him his – fulfills his dream. And uh, it's a lot of it's, – it's pretty cool. If you like storylines in um, – in your games, and this is this is a game to check out. You can get it really cheap on on uh, Skype, or not on Skype on uh, Steam too. Uh huh. And then um, my third game, I picked up SimCity this week. Did I even tell you that? I think I did. Yeah, you told me that uh, EA can suck your balls or something. Well, yeah, I was. Oh, that's right. I was pretty mad that day. I'll I'll talk more about uh, SimCity in the news section. Um, what went wrong? But I'll tell you the game. The game itself, the mechanics of the game, are awesome. The gameplay is great. Um, the online aspect of it is pretty awesome. The the replay replayability is pretty awesome. There's a few things I don't like. They made the, each city, each zone smaller. Uh-huh. Um, uh, is it like, is it just to start off smaller, or is this that's it? No, the the land that you have to work with is smaller, but you can have multiple cities in the same na- uh, same area. So, and what what they're kind of tr- trying to get people to do is is like you can either do this online or solo. You join a uh, um a region and you start your city and you specialize your city in something. Maybe you specialize it in industrial and power and mining and then or maybe you industrialize it in tourism or something like that. And then the other cities around you 
utilize your specialty to their advantage. So, like, they send people from their town to your town for for tourism, or they buy the oil or or whatever from you. Uh-huh. So it's like a whole different aspect. And then, but you so like, like you can join a region where you play with up to uh, fifteen other people, and all sharing stuff. Or you can literally build sixteen cities of your own, each of them specialized. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, I think it'd be a lot of fun if you could get a whole group of friends together, you know, and play like a even even four or five people. It'd be pretty cool. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it though. Um, so you know, uh, fourth game on my list is Eve of Genesis, which I've talked about for a few weeks in a row. It's the RPG on Android. Uh, I played it actually a good portion this time. I think I played it for another hour or two. Uh, so I'm like four hours in now, and it's still lacking in pretty much every way, but it's not bad for a uh, mobile RPG. But then that brings me to my last game, and that made Eve, Eve of Genesis look just poor. I finally bought Final Fantasy Dimensions. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, on your iOS, right? Or, I mean, your um, Android. Android, or Android, yeah. So this game, yeah, it was on. it's on iOS and Android, and... It's twenty dollars normally, twenty freaking dollars for a, a mobile game. Now, granted, it ha- it's full gameplay and it's an original game and it's it's the quality that you'd see on like Game Boy Advanced. I wouldn't say uh, G- D- DS, but Game Boy Advanced. And it has a full storyline. You know, it was supposed to be like sixty hours and all this stuff. S- so when it was a fifty percent off and I, it was for ten dollars, I went ahead and bought it. And I only played it for about twenty five minutes. And I'll tell you, this is a true role-playing game. This has everything you want in a role-playing game on your phone. Um, it even I has... I would want to play a role-playing game on my phone, but... Well, yeah. <laughs> it even has the quick-save feature, which is really nice. That um, You can't just save anywhere like and keep going, but you can quick-save anywhere. And quick-save is basically you quick-save, and then it kicks you out of the game. And uh-huh. As soon as you restart, you restart where you left off, but that saved game is deleted. So you can't exploit the system by saving like every 10 steps or whatever. But you can still, oh, I got to go. So you can hit save and then do what you got to do on your phone or whatever. Uh-huh. So it's still good enough. Um, again, I'm having, a, I, I had a lot of fun with the half hour I played. My only problem is, like I said, I played only a half hour and it drained about 15% of my battery. So it's a battery hog. But, um, it has everything that you'd expect in a Final Fantasy game, and I suggest if you can get it right now, it's if it's still on sale, then definitely do that. A ten, it's worth ten bucks. It's not worth twenty bucks. <laughs> All right, that's it for me, and I'm passing on to Patrick. What have you been playing? All right, uh, Gears of War three um, ranked up a little bit. Yes, I got to get in what gears I can until. Uh, Next week when Judgment comes out. Yep. Uh, I play Devil May Cry, um, or DMZ Devil May Cry. I was playing the, um, they had some DLC for it called Virgil's Downfall. And it's pretty much what it uh, takes place in between the end of DMZ Devil May Cry and like the first Devil May Cry game. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um. Played some regular God of War. Um, you know, I uh, picked up uh, 
Ascension. So as soon as we're done here, that will be going in. <laughs> yep. Um, and finally, been reading my Gears of War Envid Gate book. Wow, short list um, So other than that, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Um, you got a short list. You're shorter than mine. This is a first. No, I don't think it's the first, but it's been a while. I think the best, I think the most I've ever done is tied you. I don't think I've ever had one more than you. Hmm. I could be wrong, but. Usually are. Yeah, well, whatever. So let's move on to what's coming out for the <laughs> week of 317 to 323. Uh, as I already said, Gears of War Judgment for the 360. Um, Resident Evil 6 for the PC. Uh,. Hyper Dimension Neptunia. Neptuna Nep- Victory? Neptunia. Close enough. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I've actually heard <laughs> of the game. I was that's... writing that out. I was like, yeah, this one's going to be fun to say. <laughs> for the PS3. Lego City Uncovered for the Wii U. No, Undercover. Huh? Undercover. That's what I said. Oh, it sounded like you said uh, Uncovered. I might have said, I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, go uh, ahead. I took some allergy stuff and <laughs> think I'm a little loopy. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Walking Dead Survival Instinct for the PC, Wii U, the PS3, and the 360. That is the um, one starring the brothers Daryl and uh, Merle. Uh, the, those two characters, if you watch The Walking Dead or read the comics, you would know. They're actually not in the comic book series. They were made specifically for the TV show. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, at least Daryl is like pretty much almost everybody's favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> so, and now they got their own game. So I'm kind of wondering, uh, like I said, I got to catch up on the series, but I'm wondering if they would, if they're going to add them in. Oh, the, yeah, maybe, huh? To the comic, you know? Yeah. Yep. Uh, obviously, the storylines wouldn't match up because, like, they've been with them since Atlanta. And, you know, like I said, they when they were never in the comic book series. So. I don't know, it'd be kind of cool to have them added in there. And the other thing, too, I was thinking, it's kind of going off the wall. Well, actually, actually I'll save that for later on. <laughs> okay. Uh, finally, the Assassin's Creed 3 DLC, The Betrayal, the second episode for the um, tyranny of King George. For the PC, PS3, and the 360. All right. And that is all. All right, well, that was a short first half, um, but as always, we're going to take our break here. Um, we don't have too many news stories. Uh, it's going to be short news section, and then we will... It's mostly about the interview to this, on yeah. this episode, because... Yeah, we will play the interview <laughs> and talk with Celeste, and um, after that, we'll be back for plugs and such, and that's it. All right, we'll be right back.
Alright, we are back, and we're going to get right into news stories. Patrick, news stories. Yes, it is, and Patrick is up first. Trial of the Gods will be a co-op mode in God of War Ascension. Waves of Beat the Clock. So pretty much, uh, from what I understand, it well, from what I read, there's, they're going to add a co-op mode, and um, uh, it's pretty much, like, say, five minutes, you have five minutes to to kill, to try to last as long as you can, right? Doing these waves, beating these waves. Uh-huh. And every time you kill someone, you get more time. Okay. So you, so the more you kill, the more time you'll have to finish it. That's cool. And it's going to be a co-op. I like so, those kind of uh, challenges. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Cool, cool. All right, well, uh, new uh, or the ESRB has updated their some, some of their uh, policies. And it may change the way you see trailers, and it's actually good to know for, um, mainly for adult gamers, uh, for anybody under 18, it really won't change anything. Um, actually, it will, because they'll be able to see trailers. But anyway, so basically, the changes will, is a way to get video gamer trailers to be shown on the internet to a much broader audience. Uh, much like how they do with movie trailers, they're now going to have a, a trailer that's, um, approved for all audiences, uh, and they'll have ones that are also, you know, for basically, uh, M, M, rated M. And basically the reason they're doing this is because of so many trailers nowadays that are having to be behind the age requirement, uh, screen. And so, you know, if you just want to get a general idea of what a game's about, you know, you can just go to a trailer and watch it. You don't have to put in your age or anything. It, and it won't show the violence, you know, just like a movie or whatever. But then, um, so basically, these trailers will have to be approved by the ESRB, though. They're not just like, oh, hey, we're going to put this out and it's going to be considered a, for all audience. They're going to have to go through the ESRB. So that's the difference with trailers. Um, it's pretty interesting, actually. It's it's taking, a, like I said, a, something from movies the way they currently do it. So... And it works for them. And there will also be a new green screen in the beginning of trailers that say if it's – if what the game's rated, much like, you know, movie trailers. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, uh, there was one other thing, but I'm, I didn't write it down. So, But that's, that's, the main, that's the main change is that you'll – that websites will now be able to display trailers of M-rated games – without the age verification as long as they've been approved by the ESRB. Yeah, it seems like a lot of work for just, you know... Well, I'm guessing... Just show the damn trailer. Well, you know, it, why show... Why show a trailer that doesn't have all everything that's in it when they're not going to sell the game that's censored? Well, they they do the same thing for movies every, uh, every time you go to the theater. Pretty much every theater has... Uh, the previews will be... Rated the same as the movie you're seeing. Yeah, but it yeah exactly. So, like if you, if I go to see Peter Pan, Disney's Peter Pan, in in theaters, they're not going to show me a trailer for Evil Dead. No, but at the same time, if you go well, if you go see uh, um, an action movie rated PG thirteen, they might show you a tre- preview for Evil Dead, and okay. they, it won't be that gruesome. It'll be you know. Sure, you can go online and see the full extended trailer with all the, you know, killings or whatever. And that's the same thing as this. It's not like they're taking anything away. They're actually adding them. And I, I'm pretty sure it's the companies themselves that 
are, are... I think it's stupid because once again they're not going to censor. But there's a difference between going to a movie theater to see and getting previews for different movies and looking for a game trailer for a game. You see what I'm saying? There's a difference, and I think that it's stupid because you're not going to come out with a censored version of the game. So why have a censored version of the trailer? Let the people know right up front what they're getting. Because now what's going to happen is the parents going to be like, "Well, I saw the trailer. It didn't look that bad." And all of a sudden, there was that's why they were gonna... spinning around and holding hands. And all of a sudden, they, my son put the game in, and they were uh, copping fields on women's breasts and oh. and uh, chainsawing people's heads off while grabbing someone else's hand and shoving it up someone's ass. Well, I mean, two things on that. For one, the parents should know better, and also for another, they will. Well, you're ha- right, but see, you got to they... remember they don't know better, and they still. Wouldn't matter going to buy the game, but if they're trying to censor something, what this is for you know, more than anything is to allow games to be able to be played on websites that don't want to have an age verification. That's basically what it's for. It's not for you or me who are searching the trailer. It's for uh, what it's for. Let's say um, review websites that want to have a review and embed the video. And not have to have the user enter their age every time they click on the video. It's for the, it's, How hard is it to enter your birthday? Well, that's that's beside the point. They can also have it. I mean, it, it's it's more of a marketing thing than anything. I mean, I think it's stupid. I I, I think it's stupid. I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to argue about it, but I think it's stupid because you're not going to you're not going to have a censored version of the game out. So why censor the trailer? Well, I mean, it's the same thing as trying to watch a movie trailer online. If there there's almost always two trailers of movies online that are rated R. You you can see the PG rated trailer and the R rated trailer, which is stupid. Well, then, then there you go. It doesn't matter if it's for video games or movies. You just think it's stupid to have. Yeah, but trailers. I'm saying the difference is when you were talking about going to a movie. Yeah, theater, yeah, yeah, you're going to have movie previews for the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's right. I'm going to go see. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a PG thirteen movie. Say they make uh, Thor 2 in PG-13, <laughs> right? No, really, no, yeah. right? Because of the violence or whatever, but it's just you know, too much, but still. But then you might get a preview for a horror movie that's PG-13, and it could be gruesome. And, and, and it, it might be just on that borderline before rated R, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, so I can understand why they wouldn't show exactly everything they would show in a trailer that you can find online. Because I'm not coming to the movie theaters to see that, but it just happens to be one of the previews. Yeah, but a game trailer you don't see game you don't go to buy a video game and get game trailers with your game, so <laughs> yeah, you're purposely true. looking for that trailer. And so it makes sense for them to censor it if the game isn't going to be censored. They're also um, I, I just remember they're also changing the way game inserts uh, are handled. I believe now you a, a company can put a game insert in there um, for an M rated title as long as. It doesn't have the like like an ad for an M-rated title in a game that's not rated M, as long as it's not graphic and it specifically says that this game is rated mature. That's the other, that's the other half of the news story. Well, so it's just it's just all about the company being able to get their their word out there to a younger audience, which is dumb because it shouldn't be to a younger audience. I agree with that. Anyway, let's move on. You got your next news story. Yeah, well, they'll say it's stupid. <laughs> um, where are we at? I just found it. Okay, uh, Death Space Three getting DLC coming out on well, coming out today, um, March twelfth, called Awakened. <clears throat> Set after the game and adds um several hours for both single and uh, co-op play. 
Cool. Did you ever get to play co-op at all? No, I haven't done that yet. I didn't. Also, so. new weapon parts and circuits. So yeah, I have to. I'm trying to. I, I, well, I'll probably end up just doing it online or something with someone, because apparently that's how you get the full story is in co-op. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Which like, is, to me is a little cheeky shit because this has been a single player game the whole time. Okay, you want to add a co-op thing? Okay. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you add a co-op, fine. Well, I heard you can't you just know, play. Why? Why are you going to get the? You, your only way to get the real story is in co-op because it's just to me is not. It's just that to me was stupid. From what I heard, and, and I mean, I don't know. I haven't played the game, and I'm not saying this is a good good method. But from what I heard, is you can't get the full experience by playing just the uh, co-op either. You have to play both modes. Mm, that, no. Oh, that's what I heard before it came out. But that was before it came out. So. From what I understand, from the thing I saw in, in red, it you pretty much do everything that you would do in co-op and single player. You just don't get the extra stuff that you're, you would you're, you're, you can get you get to find out about in co-op. Okay. So. All right. All right. Well, this is uh, three stories in one here, all about uh, Sim City. So. Uh, Patrick mentioned earlier that I was a little frustrated with Electronic Arts. Well, SimCity launched to some severe problems. Um, after the first day, basically, they had to start turning off non... And this is quote-unquote non-critical gameplay features. And this included uh, leaderboards, achievements, and region filtering. Um, and, and some retailers even stopped selling the digital virgin, version. Um, uh, temporarily because of all the problems that it's had. And the, the the problem came down to the fact that they only put down, I think it was uh, two, two, four American servers, two European servers, and one Oceanic server. For a large title like this, they only put, and the servers were small too. So um, what happened with my experience? Well, I got, I got the game. I, I wasn't able to play it until like 9 o'clock at night. I get on, and for some reason it defaulted me to a European server. I didn't even look. I just, just went on oh and before i start it's an always on drm so even if you're playing single player you still have to log into their servers which is just retarded so i automatically i log in no problem i get my city i play for about four hours that night until like two in the morning no problem and i wake up the next day and i started looking up to see oh you know what are people saying about it people are saying how they can't get on you know this and that and so i try to get on and i'm like well i gotta switch to a u.s server i'm not gonna play on a european server and i can't get on First of all, I couldn't even connect to their uh, server, like their pre-server, to see the server list. And then I finally did, and I clicked the United States West server, and I log in, and it's like, oh, you have a 19-minute queue wait. So I'm like, really? So I go play a different game, come back, and it's like, okay, you're logged in. So I log in, I play for about 10 minutes, and it's like, and in that 10 minutes, it kept saying, you're disconnected from the server. Um, and then so after about... 10 minutes, I try to do something on my region, and it's like, oh, you're disconnected from the server completely, and you just lost your city because uh, we couldn't upload it to our servers. <laughs> now, granted, I only played that for 10 minutes, so it, it frustrated me, but it wasn't, like, that bad. Um, but then, so I was like, okay, well, you know, I was just on the server, so I'm sure they have some sort of a... a, a placeholder so i tried to log back in one minute after i get disconnected oh you have a 19 minute wait again i said cancel close the game i, I was like nope uh-uh i was like okay if if 
if games like World of Warcraft can have queue servers where, you know, oh, sure, you might have to wait sometimes to get on, but once you're on, if you get disconnected, you can get right back on with no problem because they, they hold your position for one hour or something like that. That EA should have done that. And then so I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I just turned it off, didn't even play the rest for two days. And finally got back on, and I noticed they had doubled their servers, and um, even though all the servers were still quote-unquote busy, none of them were full. So I was able to play again for another four hours. So I put in about eight hours or nine hours, um, and I'm really loving the game. But there's 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 even more problems that I haven't experienced, which is what I'm going to talk about. Uh, so they have these always on online. This is an always online game, even if you're playing single player. So as soon as you boot up the game, you have to you put your username and password in and hit the connect to your server. Um, servers are specific, so if you're playing on a uh, U.S. West server, all your cities are saved on their server. Therefore, um, as of right now, there's not even a hack to play your game offline because all your maps are synced instantly to their server. Uh huh. Um, so it's not like you have a you have a copy of your city saved with you. So basically, if their server goes down and you're like, "Well, that sucks," and let's say their server crashes, well, that means your city's gone. You, there's no backup of it. Um, and like I said, there were there were only uh. Five servers on day one, and that's for for a game where everybody has to be online. That's just ridiculous. Um, and at one point they even disabled the cheetah speed gameplay, and which is basically three times speed. Uh huh. Um, so that uh, because that was causing server lag. Now I have not been on since two days now, so I don't know if that's still disabled. It was not when I was on there, but um. It'd be interesting if it was still was because they came out today and said things are getting better. Uh, Maxis actually issued a statement apologizing for the problem, and their their uh, official reply said the short answer is a lot more people logged into in than we expected. More people played in and played in ways we never saw in beta. We agreed that was dumb of us, but we are committed to fixing it. Um. So, so since then they have now tripled their servers. So they pro they have something like fifteen servers now at least, and added more capacity for each server. Uh, and this is reduced but not eliminated player downtime, meaning there's still some queue times, but servers should never be full. Uh, and they also came out and said EA does not force design upon us. This is all our own doing. So don't blame EA. But we all know that you know EA does do their thing. And the last part of this story is that Maxis and EA have since come out and said that everybody who registered their copy during the first week will receive an email on or around March 18th um, with a voucher for a free video game. And I'm guessing it'll be a free download from Origin. So, I mean, that's kind of cool at least. you know? I yeah, mean, maybe because they realized they fucked up. And they even said in their official press, they said... I know this is like giving a gift after, uh, to somebody to say sorry after you've already screwed up, but uh, but it's something basically. And like, I, they're like, uh, please don't uh, please don't put us in the same category as Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, I know, huh? <laughs> um, but you know what? I have had very little problems. I had a little frustration that frustration that one morning, but so far I've had very few problems. Um, I don't like the always on, but I realize that most likely I will always be playing on an online server or on online map anyway. 
Mm-hmm. So there's really no downside to it for me unless my internet goes out and I want to play. But for the most part, if my internet goes out, I lose my – that's only when my power goes out. So can't really play anyway. Um, yeah. So I'm not really mad, and I get a free game from EA sometime soon. So I'm really not worried about it. I, I'm, I'm like, good purchase. <laughs> so they're going to send you some. Oh, you just missed it. Oh, you registered on the second day and not the first day? Oh, it sucks for you. No. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I registered at like... 1201. I registered at like 9 o'clock. Yeah, well, we go by East Coast time. Oh. You're on the West Coast. <laughs> That'd be even worse, huh? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, Alright, so uh, Telltale Games says Season 2 of The Walking Dead will be coming this fall. Uh, maybe some, uh, and they, they, there might be some new content to bridge the gap in between seasons one and two. Cool. So that would be freaking awesome. Um, not only because it's already coming out in fall, but also the fact that, uh, you know, that they might do some in between stuff. The, what I was going to say earlier when I said, I'll wait for my story is I was thinking the same thing of. That'd be kind of cool. Is either in the comics or in the in the show if they somehow incorporated some of the characters from, you know, the game. from the game. Yeah, that would cool. be that would be cool. Um, how big of a gap is there between the seasons? I don't know. Oh, no, I mean between the last game came out in December, and then the oh, new one's coming out in fall. And I the thought, new season. I thought so. But I mean, I don't. I, it, it, it I don't think it's going to matter. It could have came out in two more years. It, it doesn't matter. It's just I think they're saying, you know, they're going to have it set for a certain time, and that they might have some events that connect them. Oh, see, I misunderstood. I thought you meant when you said between season one and two. I thought you meant of the show. Well, why would I be talking about the show? No, I thought they were they were going to like there was some gap in the season one. And I two said of the Telltale show. Games. No, I'm saying I thought that the game was going to explain. Something that was left out in the show. You get what I'm saying? Like they do sometimes. You get what I'm saying? Uh, no. Okay. Wrong. I I am wrong. Anyway, um, that's pretty cool though. I mean, I know you you really like season one, so I'm sure you're looking forward to this. Yep. Cool, cool. Uh, so last my last story is the Steam Box is real, and I might be a little late on this. Um. This is actually not a story that is in my normal uh, feed. I actually got it from a, a website I go to only about once a month. So, uh, But Steambox is real, and, and we had talked about this before. Um, it was Steam coming out with basically a home console that you can plug into your TV and play your Steam games. Um, and prototypes are already being created. And uh, there should be a beta as early as this summer, and will be in the consumer's hands. Now... What this means exactly is yet to be seen because you're going to have to have a balance of, you know, quality versus price here. You know, th- this this box could easily contain a full PC and come out at $800. Of course, it wouldn't sell, you know, but because you need that quality for these, these games, or it could come out at $150 or $100 and just be your, your mid-range computer you know, type thing. Like, basically no better than Xbox or PS3. Uh-huh. And so it's really interesting to see how, how what, what route they go. If, if they're going to find the middle ground and, and charge three $400 and make it a pretty powerful one or what. But be interesting to see. And also be interesting to see if it's upgradable in the future. All I know is I probably won't be getting it since I'll just hook up my computer to my TV when I want to play Steam. 
Huh. Um. Okay. So, Take Two says, um, says that they could make a new GTA every two years, but won't. Said it would degrade the series, and, and I would kind of have to agree. I mean, as much as I love playing Grand Theft Auto, yeah. Um, like they were saying, is they wouldn't have the time to do. Uh, Everything that they do in a Grand Theft Auto game, you know, the size of the city. Yeah. Or, um, you know, like the site missions and stuff like that. One thing that I like that they do now, well, they started in Grand Theft Auto 4, is the fact that they can do DLC to it. Yeah. So, if they want to extend it longer than what the game came out, you know, they just add DLC to it. And it will still work within the the, the, the world that it's in. Plus, and- like they said... That they usually have new a new character, so if they have new characters, then they're going to need a whole new backstory and everything else. It's not like you're using the same character for every game. Yeah, and you know, realistically, I have yet to see the. Uh, speaking about this, you brought something up that's actually been on my mind, so I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about it here. I've yet to see a game utilize um, DLC as to its full potential. Um, I think games like uh, Oblivion came close with their expansions. But I mean, you could take a game that you spent tons of time, tons of money on and come out with DLC once every 2 months for the next 2 years, 3 years, you know what I mean? Yeah. And or expansions, not necessarily just small DLCs, but you know, charge 30 bucks and add another 15 hours of gameplay, you know, kind of thing, 10 hours yeah. of gameplay. No game has taken advantage of that. Usually it's like, "Oh, hey, we're going to come out with a few DLCs and then oh, we're announcing our next game." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm wondering if it'll ever happen, or if it's a limitation of of hardware, and I wonder if maybe it'll be the next gen consoles before that happens. But um, yeah, I mean, Oblivion had two expansions, and I don't know how many DLCs. Who? Wiki. Uh, Oblivion. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and even Mass Effect did uh, the I think I believe it was Mass Effect Two did a really good job of uh having tons of content, but even then we knew Mass Effect Three was going to come out, so it was like only a matter of time. That's why I was really surprised that Mass Effect 3 ended their DLC so quickly. I think they have one coming out. So. They, it just came out last week, and that was the last one. That was going to be the last one? Yeah. And I well, mean, I mean, look at it like with, say, Assassin's Creed like 3. Like I said, no one's even talking about the Assassin's Creed 3 d- DLC anymore. They're not talking about Assassin's Creed 3 anymore. All Everybody's all focused on Assassin's Creed 4 now. That's what I mean. And and they even have the... I mean, you see the, the commercials for that? I mean, it looks badass, but I mean, that's the whole point is... They still had stuff that needs to be done with Assassin's Creed 3, and, and now it's overshadowed. And realistically, I mean, maybe they use the same engine and all that stuff. Maybe it's really easy for them to, to create a new game. But why not just add an expansion to Assassin's Creed 3, you know, and charge 30 bucks for it, make it half of game, half of game or whatever, that deals with the pirate or whatever, you know. I mean, I don't know how they're going to go about the new story and all that stuff, but... You know what I'm saying? It, it could be they could use the same engine, same everything, and it would cost them hardly anything to do. That's the whole thing, you know. But you know, uh, again, it could be a limitation of consoles because, like, you know, uh, hard drive size and stuff like that, and even internet speeds. If you're gonna have like a you know 20 gig download, it's it's gonna take a lot. So maybe maybe we'll see next we'll see next console. Um, what happens? Uh, but do you think this is kind of a shot on Assassin's Creed now that you mentioned it? Uh, I don't know. Or you think that they're just saying that because 
they don't want. I, people I, to... I don't. I don't think so necessarily. I, I think you got to think about it. I mean, people get all hyped up about Grand Theft Auto, and they they want to see them. You know, I think there are some people that just want to see as much as they can out of it, and they're just saying, I I, I don't think it is a shot on Assassin's Creed necessarily. Oh, okay. They're just saying that you know we could do something like we could sh- just shell them out as much as you want, but you wouldn't get the same type of game. Yeah, I mean, because yep. I, I I don't think it is necessarily. It could be. It could be. Don't get me wrong. But all right, go ahead and you know. do your last story. Yeah, I added this one because I saw this uh, just like was it yesterday. Uh, so they have a Bros Before Hose trophy to be altered in the God of War Ascension. I guess they had a they, they had a, a trophy that's going to be changed to Bros before, uh, or excuse me, okay, it was called Bros before Hose, uh-huh. and now it's going to be called Bros before Foes, and because it's apparently too offensive. I wonder who got offended. Oh, women. I, I think it was the Bros. The Bros must have got offended. Yeah, bros, um, yeah, darn Bros, they always take fun out of things. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to. I'm looking at the story now because I wrote this and I kind of remember what exactly. It's like it's a patch that's going to happen right away, so it's kind of like you don't really have a chance. But I said I'm trying to think of why it was like what you did to get the trophy. Yeah, I was kind. I was kind of wondering that. If you give me a second. No, I'm not going to. Well, while while you're while you're figuring that out, let me uh introduce the. It actually, I, I, it doesn't really even say what you do to get the achievement. I, I, I'm assuming it's gonna. It probably has to do something with probably either maybe sleeping with girls. Cause yeah, I, know, I said that's been in every single God of War game, yeah. so I'm only gonna assume that that's what it, it's from. Yep, that's what I was thinking. You know, I don't know, but whatever. Yep, yep. But uh, yeah. So well, that's it for news and um, up next is our pre-recorded um talk with celeste from king of the nerds the king of the nerd as i said earlier and uh just a quick thing about this uh she was really nice enough to come on our show and everything and we really hope to have her back for a full episode i think she'd uh have a lot to add um and as you can tell from talking with her uh she fit in with us perfectly don't you agree yeah yeah so uh here you go we're gonna play that and we'll be right back with our uh goodbyes and plugs and such here we go. All right, we are here with Celeste from King of the Nerds. And, of course, um, Patrick, co-host Patrick. What'd it do? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, thanks uh, for joining us, Celeste. This is a big moment for us. A big honor. Yeah, big honor. <laughs> no, no problem, guys. I, I Thank feel, you for having me. I oh, feel like, uh, you know, Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World. You know, we're not worthy. <laughs> we're not worthy. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah, you know what? A lot of people have been, uh, you know, saying, like, all hail to the King Celeste. So I'm still kind of, uh, I'm still kind of adjusting to that. I bet. I mean, <laughs> I mean since, since you're the king, I guess we're the knights in your court. That's true. Yes. <laughs> we should change our podcast name. <laughs> knights of Queen Celeste or King Celeste. It's kind of funny calling you king, though. It is, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay, I've, I've been getting mixed ones. I've been getting king and queen. So yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the first things I wanted to say is one of the reasons that I originally um, ended up contacting you and everything is because you basically stand for everything that this podcast stands for. Uh, you know, like the way you're so passionate about video games, but the way you're passionate in a, in such a 
upfront way about it. You know, you're very vocal, um, especially when it comes to being a girl gamer. Right. Yeah. And you know, the first time I found you on YouTube, um, I had actually seen you before on not. I've you know seen you from uh, shows. I've never been to them, but videos and things. And so when I saw you, I was like, oh, hey, this is someone I've seen before. I, I don't remember where, um, but you, you've been to E3 a couple times, right? Yeah, I actually and, worked at E3 for two years in a row. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure i seen you on the video there, work, working there. That's yeah. where I originally seen you a couple years ago. And so it was kind of funny when I saw you in the night. You were on the show and everything, so I had to contact you. Um, but yeah, you you... I've seen some interviews with you, some older interviews, how you talked about uh, gaming, how you were with gaming in high school, and how you kind of brought gaming to your school a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was something that really uh, made me really want to get in contact with you, and it, it's very impressive. Not many people will be would ever be like that. You know. Oh, thank you. A lot yeah, of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. No, Sorry. I was just going to say a lot of people. You know, especially in in schools where it's not a lot of geeks or whatever or nerds. You know, they they don't they kind of suppress it. They don't want people to know they play video games, and you were kind of the opposite. Yeah, um, you know what? At first, I was that kind of person in in high school. Like, I went to um, a very like you know a high school that didn't really embrace video games. It was actually kind of like an odd thing. Like, like really, like oh, video games is kind of a thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. people play it consistently. Like, people play it at nighttime. Like, nobody really talked about it whatsoever, and. Um, yeah, at first I was really quiet about it because I was, I was embarrassed. Like people made fun of me for it. And a lot of, um, my old friends kind of outcasted me because I ended up taking video games, you know, to a competitive level when I was really young. And, um, and then it got to a point once I was in a community that was just like, Hey, it's okay to like video games and we all love it too. And come, come compete with us. I was like, wow, this is amazing. What? Why wouldn't someone want to emerge themselves into a community like this? Oh yeah. And so then, I, yeah, and then I started living out loud with um, my uh, my passion in in high school, and then I started organizing tournaments. I started being very vocal about how awesome and proud of my life I am, I, I am of it. So that's where it ended up going. And then um, after I graduated high school, I thought, okay, you know what? I want to. I definitely want to pursue something in this this gaming world, and I actually want to explore it a bit more. So for the like last five years after uh, after high school, I um, I ended up working at E3, working at Penny Arcade Expo, competing on a national level, and just sticking to my passion. And uh, I mean, now I'm in school to so I can you know study and make my own video games eventually. <laughs> oh, is that what are you going to school for? Uh, I'm in school for computer science right oh, now. Okay, yeah, I started computer science, ended up dropping out of that, switching majors, but. Oh, uh, is it? Why? Not? Why? Well, I end up just—I don't know. Um, it just didn't work out for me. I've, I've always been a writer, and I always wanted to be a video game writer, you know, a script writer. And so I went in, you know, tried to learn programming and everything. And I was—I was good at it, but it just wasn't my passion. Writing is my passion, so that's what I ended right. up going towards. Right. I just love video games. I couldn't try to design one if my uh, <laughs> life depended on it. So. <laughs> and. Um, I, I was in and out of the industry for a while. I worked for Electronic Arts and Sega for a while. Um, and so I, I also was part of the, uh, uh, MLG team for Battlefield 3 for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah, not, not too long, but just like a half a year or something. I never, never competed at a tournament or anything, but, um, I, so I know the community, I mean, even, even just being with a virtual community of gamers, it feels pretty, pretty, pretty awesome when you can relate to so many people. 
Exactly, right. I mean, that's why I ended up like really getting into the whole community thing because it just felt like a big, huge family. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter what game you like, anything like that. It's just if you play video games and you love it to death, then sure, you're welcome in the community. So, big question here. What is your favorite video game? <laughs> what is my favorite, favorite video game? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably say... I don't want to be stereotypical and say Halo because <laughs> that is very st- stereotypical of me to say, but... Um, probably, I love, I love Ocarina of Time. I love, I love my Pokemon RPG games. So I started off really young when I was like the fifth grade with Pokemon Yellow and I obsessed over that. Yeah. So I I, I cherish like those types of games, the ones that really heavily got me into video games. And they're like, you know, they're the very common ones, but um, those ones really spoke to me when I was really young and it ended up making me. Love video games in general. Which was uh, which was your favorite Halo game? Um, competitive wise, it's um, Halo Two, but I love Halo CE. So I love the first Halo, mm. no doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you, you can't you can't beat it. You honestly can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, like when it comes to like you know multiplayer and stuff like that, out of the Halo games, I've I've always liked the Reach the best personally. I kind of. Halo Four kind of threw me off because how much they, I knew it was a new studio and everything, but mm-hmm. the way as the, all the changes they made to me was like a big difference in the game. Right. Um, so yeah, I was watching some of your videos. I was I was doing my research by the way on you. Um, I noticed that you really like Pokemon. Have you played the new ones? I have not. No. Oh, and no, fav- because you know what? After it, uh, there was a point where it was becoming a little too much with how much they were generating the game. Quite yeah, often, I know. But I was I, like, okay, all right, all right, slow down, hold on, no, okay, I think I'm gonna take a break. That's kind of stop, stop. <laughs> kind of what happened to me too. I played um, a couple generations of Pokemon and then stopped, and I, I got um, I got into the White and Black era, and I played that. And when White and Black Two came out, I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. Just, that that was my exact feeling. It's just yeah. too much. Um, and so let's see. Uh, you mentioned in one of your videos. I know this is kind of random, but you said the term "awesome possum." Awesome possum. Yes. You know, nobody <laughs> hardly knows about that game. Pardon? Do you, you know it's a, it's a game, right? Yes. Yes, okay. I do. Basically, no one I've ever talked to has ever played that game before, except for myself. So I, that really I stuck out when you said it. You know, I, I talked to someone who who did, and it, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah it, it's kind of funny you said that. It, it just stuck out to me. Uh, one <laughs> one last question before we get into recapping the uh, King of the Nerds. Uh, I just this is just something I'm curious about. It didn't seem like you're a big drinker. Uh, the, a big drinker? Or, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no. Yes and no. <laughs> does that make sense? Um, <laughs> well, no, it does. I, I, I understand that. Yeah. Um, on this sh- on this show, I uh, I told myself I didn't want to embarrass myself on TV. Uh-huh. So I went I went within the mindset that I'm not going to be like a, a hardcore drinker on the show. But you know what? I, I enjoy the casual drinks. Of course, we all do. But, yeah, that yeah. that was us last night. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we had a a friend. He's going to Afghanistan, so we took him out last night. So yeah, that's why we were kind of really slow to get up this morning. Yeah, I was glad when you didn't when you said you didn't want to do it in the morning and do it in the evening. I was like, oh, good, <laughs> good, good yeah. stuff. I didn't get home until nine this morning, so. Oh goodness! I hope you got a lot of rest at uh, least. I did. Well, I I fell asleep at. I actually stopped at my parents' house because I live about a half hour away from where we were, 
So mm-hmm. I, I slept at my parents' house for a couple hours and then came back to my house and slept. So anyway, so let's move on to uh, King of the Nerds. Um, anything you want to say about the show, about your experience before we start the recap? Mm-hmm. I mean, anything you, you want to talk about? Um, like specifically about the show overall or the last episode? Overall. Overall? Um, crazy. Uh, (laughs) you know, I finally, I finally got to live one of my dreams, which was, I was really young and I was really into, uh, like a reality TV competition series, like Survivor and and like Big Brother and Amazing Race. And so, you know, to have that whole King of Nerds experience and just knowing that I have it accomplished and... You know what? The whole thing, what going into that house, I thought I was going to be either the first, the four eliminated, one of the first four. Yeah. And uh, that I was totally wrong. Obviously, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. I know it, 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 it's kind of crazy that each week you kept kind of just going under the radar, and I'm thinking you're the smart one out of everybody in there. You're just kind of you're playing the game as it's supposed to be played, as a game. Yeah, you know, a lot of. Yeah, a lot of people have been commenting saying how I didn't uh, I didn't win any nerd offs or you know I didn't really prove myself and that kind of stuff. But um, I always like look back and I'm like thinking you know my first my first thing of the of the strategy going into the game is you never ever want to risk yourself for elimination. Yeah. Like I I felt like that was like one of the rules. Like you don't ever want to um, put yourself in a situation where you you could possibly leave the game because you're you're there to compete. You're competing for a title and you're competing for a hundred thousand dollars. So it's a competition. You better take this seriously. Exactly. So yeah, so I walked into the house thinking like I need to play a strong social game at the same time because I saw that the competitions were set up that people need to vote other people in. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so if this this is like the whole voting process, just like Survivor is, or just like you know anything like that. I, yeah. I need to play not only work hard in my challenges to make sure we don't lose, I also have to play a social game and make sure that people don't see me as a threat or don't see that I'm going to be a threat later down the road. So I just I just was myself. I was, you know, like, you know, socializing with everyone. I was trying to get to know them. And I was working so hard during those challenges. And, uh, I mean, you don't really get to see, see much because it's, it's like – 28 days to like 30 days of footage and then 40 minute segments per show and i think it adds up to like literally you only get to watch five hours of us oh yeah whole month so yeah yeah i mean i could imagine how how much more happened in there that just didn't make it on tv mm-hmm. yeah exactly all right so let's go ahead patrick was it was there um any of the other contestants that when they were eliminated we were like oh i'm so glad they're gone <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad like, they're um, like, like, not like in a mean way, like, but just like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of that. There's something, something that they might have bugged you that maybe didn't, like, you know, get along with your personality. So you were kind of like, oh god, I'm glad they're not there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I, I don't like. I, I don't. I didn't have any hard feelings towards anyone like that. I was like, I wanted to see them to go home so bad. Except for, um, actually, except for. Danielle, which you saw at the, towards the <laughs> yeah. end, at episode seven, like, um, I'm gonna make a small comment, but like, on um, like, uh, you know, like the whole uh, clashing of like between my team and Alana at the beginning. Oh yeah. I actually did. I barely got a chance to really talk to her, and I didn't have, um, I didn't have uh, like tension between her, mm-hmm. and so, um, 
like to see that on TV was really different. I didn't, uh, <laughs> I didn't expect. I, I like the fight when she had with Virgil when you know they were about to go to the cosplay challenge and she's like getting aggressively uh, with him. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't even remember that because I was, to- I was even sitting there too. Mm. I was, I must have been in my in my own world, but like <laughs> I, I just, I never saw anything like that of Alana. So. It was surprising to see, but um, yeah, yeah, like towards, sorry, but like yeah, towards was... towards the end, that's when I was just like, I would like to see this person go home because yeah, it's it's you're living sorry. in a house with people, yeah, that yeah, that's like, and you see each other twenty four seven. You don't have your own privacy, and pe- different different people in the house deal with their stress differently, and like when I'm stressed out, I like to be alone, and I I don't like to to show my emotions I just kind of like I go quiet and I shut everyone out and then um the opposite of my personality in that sense was Danielle was when you're when you're when she's upset she makes it very vocal and that really stressed me out at that point that I was just like I kind of had it and I was like I want to see her go and that's why in episode seven you see like it's time for her to go (laughs) yeah yeah because like before when there's a lot of people and you guys have separate rooms you know for the different teams it was just easier to probably get away from her but then when it was just a few people, exactly. it's kind of hard to avoid. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I just thought of something. Were you ever surprised when you were watching the show at some of the things people said about you in their personal interviews? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think we were all shocked that um, that it kind of like it hit some of us a little bit inside. We're like, oh, that that stung. <laughs> it's just like well. <laughs> But you have to think like, okay, like, you know, you know what happens in interviews. Sometimes you're having fun with it. Sometimes yeah. you're just ranting because you're stressed out. It's just like yeah, you, was... need, you need to forgive and forget. But like, yeah, like you're like, whoa, that person said that? Yeah, yeah you also got to look at it like at, at that moment, you know, they they were feeling that their feelings and they let it out, you know. Mm-hmm. But, exactly. You know, like, yeah. um, like for instance, like, you know, the first time I started like kind of – dissing someone in an interview was when Joshua is playing the memory game and I'm just like, my God, a five-year-old child <laughs> beat you in this game. That was great. I, that, <laughs> yeah. I was genuinely just upset because I didn't want Joshua to go and I felt like if he just stayed a little more focused and he wasn't, um, you know, playing around with the sumo wrestler so much. Yeah. yeah. I felt like he would have stayed and I was, I wanted to see him stay and so I was just letting out my frustration and I was just like, hey, like, I, I'm picked up the Nerf gun because I'm an idiot. There's t- total jokes, but I, I like, I love Joshua. So I mean, that was, that was that was probably the best part of the show is when you said that, though. Well, <laughs> yeah, some of the best things was your faces that you were making when you were doing your diaries too. <laughs> it's just like what? <laughs> you, 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 All the uh, people that interviewed me always laughed at the faces I make because I'm really animated when I'm like really. Like, I'm really into what I have to say, and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to let everything out loose, and then I'll just make the most ridiculous faces. It's funny. <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah I'm, I'm kind of similar to that, too. Like, and it's funny, like, when we do the podcast, I'll be doing things, and, and like, right now, I'm moving my hands around like you can see what I'm doing. But, like, <laughs> you know, like, or, like, when I was imitating you, and I was like, what? Uh, I was trying to make that same face, but you can't see yeah. me. I, you just can't help it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, watching your YouTube videos, I can definitely tell you like uh, moving a lot and making faces on your videos. Watching with my hands, especially. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. And I just have to say, I love when you talk to yourself in your videos. 
Oh, thank you, thank you. That, that's pretty cool. <laughs> too, actually. I wish I, uh, I wish I could go back to doing that kind of stuff. I think after the show, it makes me feel very motivated to make YouTube videos again. Well, so, especially, you got a big following now. I yeah, I kind of do now. Not used to it, <laughs> <laughs> Not used to it but yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, go ahead and start recapping the episode. Um, so obviously, it started with Celeste, Genevieve, Ivan, and Danielle as the final four. And uh, what do you think of the Segway race of, in the Maze of Terror? Um, it wasn't scary at all. Yeah. You know what? Um, we, when we had the challenge announced to us, okay, so I go outside and we're all standing there and Curtis says, the Maze of Terror. And like instantly I'm thinking, okay, like Harry Potter style, like <laughs> a hedge maze that's above my head and like things that are going to come at me and like scare me or something or, yeah. you know. That's what I had in mind. And then when we literally, because we don't get to see the challenges beforehand, mm-hmm. we walk down the stairs and I see this little tiny maze. And I'm like, I'm like what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it started with Danielle. She pretty much dominated the whole race, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, So when we did the challenge, my strategy was to just kind of um, have an idea of where I was going. I mean, you could only see like the first half for about 10 seconds. So you had like a quick, um, analysis of what you could do for your mm-hmm. starting move. So I started on the right side of the maze and what had happened was I hit a dead end and Genevieve and Danielle didn't hit a dead end throughout the entire thing. And then Ivan hit a dead end. And then as you can see, um, as the, the race is going, Danielle finishes, Genevieve finishes Ivan stopped three fourths in of the maze to see where yeah. he had to go, yeah. and I was I was floored. I was shocked. I was like, "Why is he just standing there?" And you were Why? so close behind him too. I know, and he didn't. <laughs> I, he didn't know that. I thought he knew I was right behind him. So when he instantly stopped, I I told myself, "I'm like, I can't make a mistake. I just need to to go and just have faith and like." that this is the path to go. Yeah. So I already saw that Danielle was almost at the end, and I saw Genevieve was following her, so I thought, okay, you know what? They they seem really confident by the looks of their faces that they know where they're going. I'm just going to go the exact same path they took right after. Okay. And so I just snuck right behind Ivan <laughs> and ended up getting food. Yeah. When I saw him do that, too, and you know, I was like, oh, this, I was thinking the same thing. Like, that's her chance to, to get past it. But at the same time, I'm thinking, the hell are you doing, dummy? <laughs> like, why are you just like, it's like he's checking out the scenery just parked, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, what are you doing just standing there? <laughs> like, when you went by him, were you like, thank you? <laughs> <laughs> and. So then, so the closer you got to the end, Ivan did catch back up to you, right? I mean, you, it was pretty close at the end, right? Um, yeah, but it was, uh, I think it was like a few seconds. In. Oh, okay, because I know Ivan ended, ended up falling. falling. Yeah, he ended yeah. up falling, and that's when it kind of was, it was settled that it was the top three was the females. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty much game over for Ivan, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I would have rather him won than Danielle, but, you know. <laughs> personal feelings against Danielle. <laughs> well, I, I I liked her up until the last uh, three episodes, I think it was, yeah. and I yeah. mean, just she just uh, got too competitive. I think is what it is in a in a negative way, at least yeah. from TV, you know. And so it kind of made me not pull for her at all. Right. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. That's when uh that's when I felt very stressed out by her. So I was yeah. ready to to see her kind of leave at that point. How long between that and the actual crowning was there 
Um, the Segway Maze was probably just uh, right before noon, and then the crowning was uh, around 5 o'clock or so, actually. Okay, so it was all, so, at, all at once. Yeah, it was all in one day, yep. Okay. And then the second challenge would, uh, was between you, Genevieve, and Danielle, which was the trivia board. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very, very interesting to um, have that at this point in the game, I thought. Um, and basically, the categories were comics, math, games, and memory, I believe. Yeah, the ones that were selected. There were other ones, but they weren't. Uh, we ended up not choosing them just because of our skill sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was very. It was kind of like Jeopardy, where you know if a question was asked, but all of you answered the questions at once. Um, what did you think about this to go into the final two at, at this competition, this type of competition? I was um, I was extremely scared. Um, the night before, they they told us what we had to do, like for the next two challenges. It was a segue race and then a nerd trivia, mm-hmm. and so they actually gave us categories to study. But they didn't specifically say like you need to study Star Wars, you need to study um, Harry Potter, or you need to study like the creator Pong or anything like yeah. that. You just had a computer and then you were allowed to go and search whatever you wanted and um so I didn't sleep at all that night and I was that was the one challenge I was really worried about because uh first of all I'm not I'm not the greatest at at trivia because I'm I'm not really happy with like multiple choice and kind of stuff because I always always second guess myself I'm like it sounds like this but like this is kind of iffy on me yeah I'm very similar I, I I do not I do not like multiple choice Exactly. I don't really have multiple choice. I feel like I have more of a chance of getting it uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other than yeah. going off the top of my head, and they're like, you know, they ask a certain question, then I just throw out some random name. They're like, um, yeah, we're talking about math. That's a science question <laughs> or answer. <laughs> like, oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. but yeah, you, um, you you did pretty good on the uh, on this on the challenge. I mean, you you only missed one, right? I missed uh, I missed two. Um, yeah. oh, two. I got the I got the first four right. Um, I actually has um, I had known uh, both the the video game questions, and um, I missed ended up missing two. And one was extremely extremely embarrassing. But um, it's because I had a, I had four right in a row. Yeah. That my heart was racing so fast, and I you you don't really see it, but like I was I was shaking, and um, I started like. I started my eyes started getting blurry and I wasn't hearing anything's right anywhere. Oh, and yeah. like I was just like, you know what, like this isn't like my reach. I'm almost at top two and yeah. I never thought I was gonna get this far and it's top two for a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Um the um the math question, we we actually asked the, him to repeat it three times and I didn't <laughs> hear him all three times, like because everything was jumbled up in my head. To the point where it's like I don't know what's going on anymore, and like I was shaking, and I was like, I just need to like throw out an answer because I'm not. We can't ask him to repeat it like ten times before I'm like, okay, can you just like show me the piece of paper with the answers on it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was a bunch of numbers, and I was getting my my numbers mixed up in my head. So then I ended up getting that one wrong because I totally guessed it. And then um, the Star Wars one, I I didn't know, so I totally guessed that one. And Mm. then once the uh, Spider Man question came up, I was. Like, as soon as it was asked, I was like, I, I have this. Wow, this is oh, amazing. I was like, as soon as I heard that, the Spider-Man question, because I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, I was like, there's no way no one can get this wrong. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. the same. Right. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, it was, it was probably the easiest question on there. I mean, that that whole questioning uh, part right there, getting towards the end, and I knew you were so close to moving on, and but then, you know, Danielle started coming back, and, and you know, JP was, like, right there, and I was like, the whole time on the edge of my seat, like, oh, my God, come on, just get it, just get it, just get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I yelled at my TV Can too you much. Imagine- yeah, you you have to imagine me actually like 
the whole situation where you're like standing in it and oh, like for yeah. like have like oh, you I, honestly we, yeah. like a hundred thousand dollars is hanging over your head like <laughs> and you're this close this yeah. close one question away and then it's just wow like that uh that moment right there was probably the scariest moment ever yeah challenge to be honest <laughs> so yeah. this with the spider-man question both you and genevieve um beat the challenge and gave danielle the much needed boot mm-hmm. and she was gone and then there was just the last two yeah. i think real quick though i think one of the funniest things though was when everybody came back and daniel's sitting there complaining still about the who 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 the heck would know who invented pong and virgil was like well actually i know that oh yeah that was hilarious <laughs> and the look on her face like uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah um after that like the whole thing happened um we knew she was really upset and she didn't uh she didn't really want people to like kind of crowd her so we kind of like left it alone but yeah. i didn't really get to talk to her afterwards but it was uh yeah it was really emotional on her part she took yeah. it really hard but yeah yeah did you know um at this point how the fi- the winner was going to be picked no not at all um yeah. when we um when Bobby and Curtis told us to move to the the mat for um, advancing on for the top two, I uh, I looked across the field and I saw I saw everyone and they were all blindfolded and I was like, "You're kidding me! What's oh, going wow. on?" <laughs> and I knew instantly when I saw them all returning, I was like, "This is a voting process." Because yeah. like I uh, I looked at uh, I looked at it from the beginning of the show. I said, "Oh, it's just going to be all challenges and anything like that." It's the final competition is probably going to be like a best out of three and it's going to be like i don't know like one of the it's going to be genevieve's strength so it's going to be comic book related and then one's going to be my strength and it's going to be gaming related and then maybe the third challenge is something that we both are pretty good at like puzzles or something like that um that's what i thought the final challenge was going to be and then when i saw everyone i was i was completely shocked yeah it was pretty shocking i mean as as someone watching it i was almost like there has to be something else it has to be only part of it but Really, it was just a, a popularity vote <laughs> between you and Genevieve. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I was because I was in there too. Like, um, oh, oh, they're gonna vote? <laughs> like, I mean, cause, I mean, I, I the same thing you said. I figured it would be like a some kind of three part challenge or just some kind of challenge in general. But mm-hmm. I mean, so uh, in the end, um, do you think that you because you stayed under the radar and because you were just yourself, that's basically why you ended up getting the majority vote? Um. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I wanted to, once I knew that it was a kind of like a voting process, I just told them, like, I just going to tell them what my journey was throughout the house, because that's the only way they're going to know, um, based on what they want to feel, what they want to feel from what they hear from my story. Um, so I thought, okay, I'm not going to even write a speech. I'm just going to approach everyone and just say like, Hey, this is, this is me. This is what I went through. If, um, you believe i I should be king of the nerds, then please vote for me kind of thing. It was a great speech. Yeah, I would say it was an awesome speech. (laughs) Thank you. Um, You should should go into motivating uh, motivating speeches. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, actually, I've gotten a couple of that. My my parents were unbelievably proud, and when they they watched the speech um, the other night, they said they were in tears. I even cried at my own – I even cried at my own speech because it was reliving that that whole journey again. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that was it was amazing. You did you did a great job at the end, um, and obviously you won. You became king of the nerds. So, yes. Um, and now I just totally lost my train of thought. What I was going to ask you. 
Um, oh, I, I, you and Genevieve, uh, when did you guys kind of make up and become friends again? Um, after the whole thing happened with uh, that drama in episode seven, we mm. actually, um, I actually confronted her, and I said, you know, like I feel hurt, and she told me like she didn't, she didn't honestly didn't remember what she said specifically, and I, I said to her, I was like, you know what, I understand you're playing the game. I just, I just need to hear the truth. And uh, I needed to know if specifically you said, uh, you specifically said my name. Um, and, you know, we ended up talking a little bit and we both said our sorries. And then we moved on from it. And then we were so happy about Final Two. And, uh, you know, because, you know, we were on Team Blackster for you, the, the losing team, the yeah. team that always lost. And we were the only ones in the house that created an alliance. And, uh, so I was just going to say that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I, I really think that you guys, though, on a lot of those challenges got, like screwed over on like when it it seemed like it if it was a challenge that was left up to you guys to win then you guys you know would win it but if it was a challenge where they brought judges in i was and half the time with the, the what with the judges what they would pick i'm like what are they thinking yeah especially yeah. especially the uh anthem i i thought you guys should have won hand down hands down uh, i believed we should have won too and that's why it actually really hit me hard when they uh they cast that final vote and uh i got really sad upstage uh, on stage was because I um I had memorized the entire routine after cr- the choreography with the um, teachers, and I was the only one that had memorized the whole routine. So then I boot camped Virgil and Genevieve until two o'clock in the morning, and then I woke <laughs> them up at seven o'clock in the morning and coached them to make sure we had the the everything down. And when we got up on stage, uh, like I I wanted to get the audience involved, so I screamed at the cl- the crowd and I said, "Everyone clap!" And then everyone started clapping, and like I. I felt so good about our performance in general that I was just like, hey, like we totally got this in the bag. And then <laughs> we were yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, I still don't know how you guys lost that one. That one, I mean, the trivia, the, not the trivia, the um, debate. Uh, debate one, I could see going either way, but the, yes. the, yeah. that one, yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's basically it. I mean, well, what, where are you going from now, from here on, like other than school? I mean, is that just your main focus now or? Uh, my main focus definitely was school, but I definitely uh, want to continue competitive gaming, and I definitely want to give back to the community that brought me in. So mm-hmm. I have a few ideas regarding like doing something big in the gaming community and helping bringing everyone together. So I, uh, it's in the works, and I'm not going to say too much about it, but like I definitely have that planned. And- yeah, I, I saw you had posted, I think it was on Facebook, about uh, trying to get people together to play like uh, Halo 4 online and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds fun. Yeah, I'll, something simple as that. Yeah, I I keep like I said, I'm not very good at Halo Four, but I'm looking forward to that to join in. <laughs> <laughs> you're more than welcome to join. <laughs> what what shows are you going to this year that you already know you're going to, like um, gaming conventions or whatever? Oh, um, in two weeks, I'm heading out to PAX East, so in Boston. So mm-hmm. I'll be uh, I'll be in Boston for a few days. And then I possibly might be doing um, PAX Prime and then hopefully E3 again. And we'll we'll see what happens. I also want to try and get to a San Diego Comic-Con because I've never been, but I've heard and seen amazing things about it. So I hope uh, to get yeah, yeah, we've been talking about wanting to go too. <laughs> yeah, we've been to WonderCon when it was up here in uh, the Bay Area. Um, I've been there three times, but I've never yeah. been down to Comic-Con. You um, should. You live yeah. in California. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's not too far away. <laughs> I actually I've been wanting to go to E3 for years now and this might be the year that I finally uh go ahead and go. So if you are there maybe uh I'll stop by and say hi. Yeah, definitely. 
Mm-hmm. So, so you said you were also a big fan of other, um, like reality shows. Are you gonna try out for Big Brother or anything else? <laughs> um, my plan is to aim to get on either Big Brother, Amazing Race, or Survivor. <laughs> I think. Sweet. I think. And, uh, if you're yeah. on uh, Amazing Race, I think that would be great. That was that's one I've, of my favorite. Yeah, I do definitely want to do that. And I um, people have been asking me like who I would pick as a partner, and I was thinking like okay, like it, it makes sense to pick Genevieve and I because we work really well together. But then I thought for for like laughs, what would it be if it was like Virgil and me? <laughs> that would be that would be funny. <laughs> that, would be, <laughs> that, would be, that would be awesome. That would be amazing if you had me and Virgil traveling around with each other. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Virgil, I go for that. Yeah. <laughs> Virgil took a little bit to grow on me, but after about halfway through this uh season, I started liking him. Did it take a while for you to kind of get used to him? I felt the exact same way everyone else did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, within the house, I even said in the first episode that this guy was really weird and creepy. <laughs> I I, strictly, I called him out in an interview and I said Virgil's extremely creepy and I just don't want to be around him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right, <laughs> I said that at the beginning, and then in a, the Cosplay Challenge, I was mad at him. I was really mad at him, and then after that, he stepped up in the gaming challenge, and he was actually listening to what I had to say after I coached him for like two hours. And then, uh, and then after that, I was like, okay, wow, yeah, he, he's. I'm starting to like this guy, and yeah. then I ended up loving him in the in the sixth uh, episode. Yeah, I think that he basically. I mean, I think that whole thing with the cosplay that episode is when he kind of realized that he can't just you know, dominate the the house is, you know, do what he wants. He has to listen to other people too. Exactly. He was working on his own. He's, he even said that he was being a, a very individual person and that yeah. he was just listening to his own thoughts and he needed to consider it, the, consider the uh, team's thoughts and everything. So yeah. I was like, okay, good. Well, it, it pretty much everybody that made it to the final four, um, I would have, I was telling Patrick this uh, a while back. The only person I would have rather seen there um, than Danielle, it would be Moo. Cause I really liked her too. Yeah. You you cannot not like Moo. I know. I know. I, mean? I was thinking that too. <laughs> the girl's too sweet. She's so optimistic. <laughs> She's always happy. Like the girl was always up at six o'clock in the morning taking a jog, and wow. then she'd come home and do puzzles for fun and just like <laughs> smile. <laughs> it's just like the girl's <laughs> always just laughing and joking around. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. You got anything else, Patrick? Um, nope. Just um, congratulations again. Um, it was awesome having you on the show. I probably said that about twenty thousand times. <laughs> Um, but, uh, and, um, you know, yeah, hopefully you, you wouldn't mind coming back on with us again. And thank you very much. Certainly. No, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to come on here and chat, chat, chat. Cause it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's been great talking to you. And like Patrick said, we hope that you can make it back on. Um, and for any listeners, if you want to add her on Twitter or anything, uh, you want to say your Twitter and. Yeah, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, it's at It's Bittersweet with two I's and two T's. And then if you want to go to my Facebook page, it's um, Celeste K-O-T-N for King of the Nerds. Um, and then my YouTube channel, if you want to watch my videos or anything like that, I hope to make vlogs. Um, it's Miss Celeste, one word. And, and so you can find me there. And I'll have all that on the show notes, too. I'll yeah, sure I'll to say we'll put links that. in the show notes. Okay, perfect. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, you're going to go back into the hangout? Yes, I am. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Time to go back. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. thank you again. I'll t- we'll talk to you later. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Right, bye. Bye. And that was our interview. Uh, again, it was a lot of ha- fun having her on here. And I'm glad we got to talk about the show with her. 
um, along with you know her personal life. It's it's as I said, she's very inspirational to people like us. Uh, she is basically the reason her she is basically the reason we do this t- type of podcast to for nerds everywhere. It was um, uh it was an honor, and I was actually one surprised that she agreed to do it. Um, like I said, we found out she she agreed to do it prior to the ending of King of the Nerds, and um, I had a feeling, and I was telling Jeremy, because she was saying she had to wait till a certain time because of school and stuff, but I was like, I was telling Jeremy, I was like, well, I think part of it is the fact, excuse me, the fact that... She was in the um, Final Four at that, that point. She, you know, she didn't want to get any questions asked about the show or anything like that. Or more that she would she would like to have talked about the end and she couldn't at that time. The, the, well, that's what I mean, that too, you know, it, so it'd just be better to do it afterwards. And, I mean, you know, that Thursday night, last Thursday, when we were watching King of the Nerds, or I was watching the last episode of King of the Nerds, and I, you know, realized that she was the winner. I mean, my eyes opened wide and my mouth dropped open, like, not only did the person that I want to win win, yeah, she was going to be on our show. <laughs> yeah, pretty awesome, pretty awesome. Uh, so to end this episode, I do have a few things to mention that are going to be in the show notes. We got a uh, dragon, awesome Dragonborn statue that you can pre-order. I did not check the price, um, but it looks pretty awesome. I have a link to that and possibly pictures of it. I will embed a video of the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword cake that um, a man or a parents got for their 10-year-old daughter's birthday. Really crazy awesome. It is, except for she hates uh, Skyward Sword and she likes Twilight Princess. Are you I'm serious? <laughs> I was about to say, are you serious? I haven't serious? seen the video yet. <laughs> um, and I have a picture from uh, Facebook that it may or may not be legit. It is actually from PlayStation 4's Facebook page, but whether or not that page is official is yet to be seen. Um, I have not seen the Sony Facebook say, hey, this is our official page. The page does say this is the official page of PlayStation 4, but that, who knows? That conflict, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to be it. It looks... Yeah, but either way, I'm going to go ahead and post that up there, and... Um, and, and to be honest, it the controller almost looks like a 360 controller modified like to look like a PS3 controller. Well, that's how the controller actually looks. I know, I'm just saying, that's what that's to me what oh, it looks yeah. like, but the console don't look like... Uh, I, it could be it, but the way... I don't to me... It, it could be a placeholder or a, a prototype console i mean you never know yeah. but i'm gonna put that up there because it's the it's the closest to uh a real version that we've seen so i'm just gonna throw it up there on our show notes and that's it for this episode so as always get at us email at kvgto4 at gmail.com our webpage is kvgtpodcast.com facebook at facebook.com slash kvgtpodcast yep. and huh i was agreeing with you i said yep oh uh, as always, you can listen to us and download us via iTunes or our website or RSS feed or many places that we are around the web, including Stitcher Radio. I thought you were about to say uh, world. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, we are, but... Uh, the world, same we, song. We are on Twitter also. I am at Soul Subscriber and... That's my personal uh, writing one, sorry. And I am at KBTG Jeremy. Add one, add both, add them all. Uh, our official podcast one is at KVGT Podcast, and Patrick is at Big Solo Six Four. And just to throw this out there, as always, my personal website for my writer blog is a dot com, and you can find Patrick's thoughts at Patrick's Thoughts Sixty Four dot Blogspot dot com. <laughs> After I said that, I was like, okay, that doesn't that's dumb. Anyway. <laughs> Well, all we right. All know you're dumb. Now we have the friends of the podcast, our 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 
our family, I mean, we have. Are <laughs> you trying to start up a car? <laughs> <laughs> we have what we consider our sister podcast, or more like it, brother podcast, Nerdgasm Network at nerdgasmnetwork.com. And people are finally getting back into the Nerdgasm series challenge. You can find that at nerdgasmnetwork.blogspot.com. Also, make sure to check out extraplay.info, rpgweekly.com, noquarters.net, Super Budget Brothers, and last but not least, beyondtheheadset.co. And again, just to say it one more time, if you're interested in joining us for a discussion on uh, Google Hangout, hit us up in any of these ways, and we'll make sure to include you. Have a good week. See you later. Or a good day. That too. Or a good month. Either way.